Welcome to the New Media Show, where each Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, UTC plus 4, Todd Cochran and Rob Greenlee take their over 30 combined years of leadership in the podcasting space to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct the current podcasting news, forecasts, trends, and predictions. Now here are your hosts, Academy of Podcasting Hall of Famers, Todd Cochran and Rob Greenlee. Hey Rob, welcome to the new media show, and we're finally off uh, off and running. It took us a few minutes because Facebook decided to give uh, once again a you're not authenticated. You have to reauthenticate. Great. Yes, and of course I didn't get that warning until I started the stream. So this is my thoughts to Facebook this morning or this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, 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 welcome to the show. You guys are uh, like raising money like crazy. A million here, 10 million there, 5 million there. It's like wow. you guys are, you guys keep spending money like drunk sailors. I guess you got to keep going back and raising cash, huh? I think that that certainly is a little bit true, I would think. <laughs> yeah. It's always nice to have a war chest of resources right? war chest you, you can do things with right? yeah i guess so yeah. so you buy your way to success <laughs> well you have to invest in order to gain oh right? i, I the, yeah, yeah i understand so just teasing you here a little bit i but, know you are but yeah. uh congratulations on the 4.7 million dollar round of money of course i know you guys have nothing to do with it but it's the it's the team the executive team that does that so. yeah and then you know you know some acquisitions that we've recently made you know there's there's some commitments there that need to be taken care of as well so oh yeah are, people have to be paid <laughs> yeah so well, anyway it's it's just you know it's part of trying to scale a business yeah absolutely so, yep. so of course we made we had our own thing we basically announced tuesday uh basically we've reached phase one in our i guess what we're internally called the new blueberry and um oh, so yeah, yeah phase one is done two years to get there it's a lot of work to do all the stuff that's been done i just i just look back at the monumental amount of meetings and planning and uix discussions and you know, really arguments over that button should do this and that button should do that. And it's, you know, people have no idea when you go and mm -hmm. essentially dynamite. You're back in. Yeah. Right. And, you know, <laughs> you, you basically start with a completely fresh slate. But, yeah. so well, that's, that's exactly what uh, we've been trying to do with the Lipson platform for the last two years. So, dynamite it and start over somewhat. So, so right. far... Everything that we've introduced has been about a 85 or 90 percent. You know, people are happy. Some people will never be happy, but oh, yeah. uh, it's uh, it is what it is. But you know, that's phase one. So now phase two is coming. And matter of fact, I got demoed some stuff that we'll be rolling out here in a couple of weeks this morning. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's kind of fun though. And be honest with you is once you've got all the stuff kind of like modernized, yeah, then it's much easier to go and say, okay, I want to add this piece. I want to add that. 
Well, it's, you would hope so, it, right? Oh, yeah. well, you know, when you when you plan properly, that is possible. Right. So right. now the team is just, now I'm hopeful about every two, three weeks, I'm able to say, oh, by the way, oh, by the way, oh, by the way. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, I'm pretty proud of the team. So, you know, I know, and you know, a lot of times the folks that are not front facing, and you guys have them too, you know, the coders and the designers and the graphic people, you know, everyone knows the two Robs, knows Dave, knows Elsie, knows your CEO. But beyond that, you know, there's who else is, uh, you know, no one really knows. So, um, those well, are- and that's, that's part of the changes that the company is making too, is that I think, uh, we do need to have more people in the organization that are known in the podcast community. And, and I think that's going to happen. You know, I think we're making a effort in that way. I think we're going to have a strong showing at podcast movement. So there's going to be a lot of people there. Yeah. So there's going to be an opportunity for, um, you know, show hosts and creators to meet more of the team. Well, there's going to be and- two of us. <laughs> is there okay we're just hedging we're hedging we don't know well, you know yeah again based I, upon the yeah. crossing our fingers there's a that i'm right. 10 deep you know so if if i'm then i'll regret having not brought more people but well those people will be busy then <laughs> well it'll be it's me and mckenzie so we the, the two of us will be busy so right right yeah, yeah. so it's okay um but i we'll think see. Yeah, we'll see, right? We cross yeah. our fingers here. Yeah, and then there's there, there's Dallas that's coming up too, um, with podcast movement anyway. And th- there's a bunch of events we've been talking about. Yeah, these coming events for for weeks on this show, but um, a- it's gonna be exciting a- to see Podfest too. What and, happens with those folks? And NAB mask recommended, not required. Wow, that's a big change. That's a big. Yeah. They're yeah. recommending, strongly recommending, but not required. Good, good. So, well, well good they, news. you know, they said strongly recommended, but they didn't say not required. They just said strongly recommended. They didn't add the other piece in there. So, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. They didn't but, say it's mandatory, just recommended. But that's coming up here real quick, too. Right. It's right NAB. around the corner. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so it, it'll be interesting, but it's coming up fast. And uh, we are doing the new media show from podcast movement in LA. So oh, that's right. We, we got slated, uh, at the ninth 10, hour. Right. At the, later ten, again, I've been talking to Dan Franks for a while. So trying to get that pulled together. And I just sent him a, um, all the streaming stuff so that yeah. they have our, our encode information. So if, just so everybody knows here, um, what it's going to be, it's going to be on Saturday, right? Saturday, March. Noon, noon to one. Yeah, yep. noon to one Pacific. Pacific right. So twelve to one Pacific time. So that would be uh, uh, three, three to four. Oh, yeah, three, three to, to four. four right. Yeah. Right. So uh, and we're going to be on Platinum FJ for those of you that are going to be in at Evolutions. So you want to come by, but uh, yeah, as soon as the show finishes up today, then I'll get all those stuff. Well, basically all those streams pre-configured to fire at uh, at 12 p.m. on March 26th. So cross our fingers, we'll be live and things work. Yeah, and I'm I'm booking guests for that as well. I have a couple of confirmed guests already, and but a couple more that I'm 
um, trying to get lined up. So it'd be great to have a, a full stage of folks. Can you so. talk about the first two people? Yeah, uh, Mr. James Cridlin's going to join us from Pod News. Oh. Um, so also um, always creates a spicy discussion uh, with James. And mm-hmm. then also uh, Rachel King, who's the CEO of Pod People. So she's going to join us up on stage. And I've got a couple others that are um, mulling it around um, whether or not they're going to be able to make it or not. But. Well, here's here's a little bit from Cridlin. You have stolen my dreams. James Cridlin. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know you had that one. That's yeah. A good one. You know, yeah. it was funny because I sent uh, um, James a embargoed press release, right? Oh. And okay. um, so here's what we have to do. So in order to publish and schedule our press releases with any links in the press releases, the link that they lead to have to be live. So, of course, we want a press release that goes live at 3 a.m. We have a blog post that is want we want to go live. But the problem is you can't get the press release approved unless the blog post is live. So what we often do is we will release the blog post about 5 p.m. the night before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not really just be kind of quiet about it. You know, people that are, and then we can get the press release approved. And of course what's in the blog post is often a duplicate of what's in the press release, but we put the Cridlin and everyone else on a 3 a.m. He gets so mad. <laughs> he says, you're breaking your own embargo. And right. I'm like, the blog post is not the same as the press release. Right. And uh, you, you don't do that. I'm like, you, you wouldn't have gotten it out any earlier anyway because it would have come out the next day. So right. he, he wants to talk to me about that. So this latest one, I didn't send an embargo. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's always fun, the embargoes. The embargoes. Stuff. Right. You know? And all yeah. I'm really trying to do, to be kind of honest with you, is get the head of the Google search engine so that my page gets indexed first and I become the authority page and then everything else comes in behind, helps boost it up. Right. 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 Yeah. So anyway, just behind the scenes stuff, but yes, it is. That's right. If you're in the PR business, that is a big, big thing. So, and it's, it's, you know, and it's, and most companies don't have a bunch of links in their press release that lead to articles that are not live yet. So it's just one of the things about the press. You know, they, they don't want a press release being published where the potentially there's a dead link. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so the podcast Academy is in the process of, uh, trying to elect some new board of governors. Oh. I don't know if you've been following this. Well, um, I didn't get an email about it. So when are they going to announce that the voting is open? Well, it it's open right now. So yeah, I don't know if you missed the email or what happened. Hmm, Let me go. Let me go look in my, I may have can't say that I didn't. Mr. Daniel J. Lewis has been pretty, pretty aggressive and wanting to get himself on the board. Yeah. He's so he's the only reason I knew that the voting was open. Mm, yeah, well, because he's been he's been yeah. talking about it in social, but I think it's interesting. You know, the board of governors is and and I wanted to talk about this for sure. ob- obvious reasons because it's been an issue for the podcast academy. Is um, 
is the importance of indie producers, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that has been kind of um, structured in the Board of Governors um, kind of mandates of what they're looking for. Uh, It says that the composition uh, needs to be at least 40% of members who are um, – at the time of their election are classified as independent podcasting professionals. Right. Right. So they're working for companies and this is how the, the podcast Academy is classifying this working for companies with 20 employees or less governors must keep their uh, membership active and, and will hold two year terms of office. So my term with on, on the board expires next year. So I've only been with the organization about a year or so. So um, it's it's a effort on the part to make sure the composition of the board of governors is a little bit, I think, more reflective of the broader industry. So as we've talked about on this show, uh, about I would say half of the podcasts now are considered to be indie, and the other half are considered to be kind of affiliated, uh, more. Procasts, or I don't know how you even want to term it, corporate podcasts, or whatever. Um, so, but so it's important that the board reflect that, right? So that's that's the goal here. You know, setting a criteria of twenty employees or less as a criteria um, is, you know, that may or may not meet the the code, but I think it does meet the intention. Um, but you know even a company that has 10 to 20 employees could be considered to be a, a larger entity. So, so I, we've got a cast, they've got more than 20. We've got right. A Maya. I don't know what that company is. A Maya media Chigari hmm. Desai. I, mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know that company. iHeart more than 20. Right. Scan Media LLC. I don't know who that is or how big that company is. We got Dan J. Lewis, of course. He's a company of one. Right. We've got Evergreen Podcast. I don't know how many's in that company. We got That's po- a it's a fairly it's a smaller company. It's probably less than twenty, okay. would be my guess. Then we've got Podcast One. That's I, probably that's probably more than twenty. More than twenty. Yeah. We've got UTA. That's definitely more than twenty. More than twenty. We've got ESPN Disney. More than twenty. Well, Oren is already on the board, so uh, he's he's running for another term. Oh, this is uh, Rob Peterson. Rob. Rob. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think you skipped one though. Okay. Uh, oh, Oren is with UTA. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's on the board right now. All right. So then we've got Ryan Rose, John Joan Kiri, K I R I. I think that's a smaller company, but uh, I'm not sure. Okay, and then we've got Christy Wilson with Q Code. We have Castbox again, more than twenty or not? Maybe not. I'm not really sure. And then we got Spotify. And we got yeah, he's on the board. Courtney's on the board right now. And then we've got Audible. Yep. And then we have Amazon Music. And then yeah. T- Todd Pringle. So Todd is one of the original engineers from um, Stitcher. 
Hmm. And he's who's he working with now? Nobody. Uh, no, so, no, he's he's working with Amazon Music. Oh, he is Amazon Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looks to me like we have of those that are running, we've got one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. five, six. Seven, eight, nine. I'm about not sure. Ten. I, I can't, at least I, ten that are with companies that are bigger than twenty. And how many total are running? One, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. So about eighteen. So pretty close. Well, there's 20 board members. Yep. Um, so I believe only eight. I believe only, only eight seats are available. Only eight. So there's 12 people that will be on the board, like myself, that are are not changing. So right. Right. So in essence, then you've got. Oh, you got Amy Thacker tuckered out. Sounds like that's a small. That's an indie show. That's right. an indie. All right. So I'm just kind of going through the list here and I'm voting for indies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we've got Becky is with uh, Acast. Right. And then Daniel, of course. Yeah, Daniel. So, nope, not an indie. I don't know about Corey Nathan. Corey. Corey Nathan. I'm not familiar with him at all. Yeah. So, and then David Allen Moss. Yep. So, I think it's going to be a a little of a balancing act to, to get hit those percentages, um, in the first cycle here. Um, so well, I think because people it's are kind of the goal. It's I have a, goal. I have a, I have a thought that what's going to happen here is people are going to go, Oh yeah, Spotify should be this. Amazon should be this. Oh yeah. Um, you know, all these big companies, I hope people when they're voting, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Well, I mean, this is a, this is a delicate and a challenging, uh, process, um, with this kind of criteria. I mean, if you think about it, even, even myself, I'm with a company that's larger than 20 employees, but yet I think I'm perceived to be representing more the indie side. Right. So it's not even depending on who you're talking about. It's not even hundred percent clear, um, you know, what is an independent podcasting professional, you know? Right, so right. It's, it's, uh, it's a difficult, but highly recognized issue. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that's the big takeaway here is that, is that the board wants it to be, and th- th- this is something that I've been pushing on the board for, since I've been there as, as you know, um, trying to make sure that the board represents the balance of the podcasting space, the, the indie side as well as the, you know, the procasters or the corporate podcasting side. So we don't get a composition of either um, nominees 
or four awards Mm -hmm. or board members. And it's a balanced representation of the industry. And that's, that's the bigger goal here. Well, um, I don't have to vote for eight. No, you can, I think you can vote just for as many as you want, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's all these folks are fantastic. Yeah. You know, but if I, if I want to make sure that there's more indies, then I should vote for just the indies. Now, some people are going to lambast me for that, but who do I serve? I serve indie podcasters. Right. So and, each person needs to make their own evaluation. Yeah, yeah. What's important uh, yep. to them. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, I, I also think that the, that we're also trying to make sure that there isn't, um, undue influence from larger companies in the, composition of the membership base too. Mm-hmm. So, um, because there's voting involved in that too. So trying to keep a balance, right. Yeah. Yep. And that's why it's important that indie members get involved in the organizations is that's the only way that we can keep that balance. Right. Right. Uh, is the indie, you know, indie folks need to be involved in this community. Also it will gravitate towards the, you know, the non-indie side. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, Tom Webster makes up a point. So, I mean, I work for a company larger than 20, but aren't I an indie podcaster? Yeah. Well, that was my point too. Right. I mean, I mean, we're probably considered to be indie podcasters with this show. I mean, it's not a corporate, you know, owned podcast. No. So, so, but each one of us work for organizations that have more than 20 people. But there's a difference if I run as a representative for my company, if I run as a representative of me. Right. That is So if I would run and not say anything about Raw Voice Blueberry, only talk about Geek News Central, a new media show, then where's the hair split? Well, yeah, but that's not always the right thing to do either because then it doesn't, reflect one's kind of association or affiliations because right right, because in the end yeah yeah i understand it's 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 a it's a delicate balance right and and i think that there's a certain amount of um uh potential for error here mm -hmm. um that that i hope hopefully people will kind of realize that this is not a perfect science here um so but we're trying to do the best we can. Yep. And so I've got my, my votes cast and I will go ahead and it's a, they really went all out, Rob. They got a Google form. (laughs) (laughs) Do what works. Right. And it's free. (laughs) It's free. (laughs) Tom says, I think it's who pays your check for the podcast. Edison doesn't pay the check on my show. It's self-funded. Who writes your check? I will say that I get to do the show during business hours but they don't pay to let me do the show. So am I, so then, okay. So, so essence, I'm basically getting two hours of employment to do this show, but they don't, they're not involved in the show. They have no oversight in the show. They definitely don't have anything to do with what I say in the show. Right. Yeah. Same with me. I mean, occasionally we talk about each of our companies. Right, right. So, you know, that's a benefit of being the host and working where we work. We, you know, 
I'm, but and that's we, what the audience kind of expects from us, right? Too. So, that's true. So we, yeah. So we and we riff on that. each other a little bit back and forth, and you know that's fun. And <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, right. you know, I, I'm not running for the TPA, but uh, you know, there's there's a good list of people there. I definitely fully endorse Daniel Lewis, and ho- wish mm-hmm. him the best of luck on his on his run. Right. And um, I, you know, part of it too is, is oftentimes people will look and say, and I hate to say it this way, who, who is that? Just like yeah. me, I said, who, who's that? I don't, some of these people I don't know. Yeah. And that's, that's actually one of the casualties of us not having conferences. <laughs> well, true. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like people aren't really, um, meeting new people as much as they probably would. So hopefully starting in LA next week, we're back more in a normal footing again. People can, um, focus on building community again in this medium, uh, which was, you know, doing quite well prior to the pandemic. I have to say, you know, it was, there's a lot of people at events. I will make one comment. I saw a post by someone that we, you and I both have known a long time. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm not getting involved until the TPA is properly resented, represented by indie podcasters. Right. And um, I kind of thought a little bit, well, maybe you should have run. That was my philosophy why I got involved is that, you know, there's nothing like change that's created from the inside. (laughs) I mean, you can stand on the outside and, you know, and where your sandwich board and you can throw, throw darts and, you know, uh, you know, sideline quarterback and all that. I don't try to do that, but it's, you know, I, I think that the podcast easier. easier. Well, that's true. But I think the podcast Academy has, um, you know, I think they have a lot of work to do yet. So, yeah, no, it, I think it, everybody would agree. It's just like you and I were going to have on someone that was doing an association and we've yet to have her on the show. And I know very little about her or the association she's running or the agenda or, you know, where the money goes or any of that stuff, you know? So, um, yeah. I'm not paying for someone's lifestyle. I am paying for someone to be an active voice. If you know, if I'm going to join an organization, there's mm-hmm. got to be very, very clear, you know, very, very clear goals on where money's being spent and where it's not. Right. And salaries, I, I fully understand that salary is required to fully run something. Don't get me wrong. But well, and the Podcast Academy now has uh, three staff people, so there's a person there that's running educational programs and now that there's there's an executive director and there's kind of like a like a membership uh, manager um, that's that's working the organization so the board doesn't really have to do a lot of work other than just get together for meetings and and some of the you know like the secretary and things like that or the executive uh, leadership group, uh, they do a lot of work. And that was the thing that I was involved in when I was chairperson um, is kind of managing that whole process to some degree in the early days of the organization. But now the organization has gotten, you know, bigger and more substantial and they're kind of, you know, developing processes that will, will 
uh, hopefully bear more fruit in the future. So mm-hmm. that's the that that's the plan here. You know, the MBs are coming up on the twenty second of March again. So this is kind of like our second run at this. And, um, the podcast movement folks are, are, are the ones that actually produce the ambies just if you didn't know. Um, and so it's going to be in LA. Um, I'm going to be there and I'll take pictures and post it to my Twitter and, but it's going to be streamed live on, uh, Twitch, uh, again. Um, so it'll be, you know, Hopefully we'll have more people watching it this year than even last year. So we had about a million people watch it last year. So, yeah. So Tom says the TPA will soon be sending out a member survey. So when you get it, I encourage you and everyone to participate. Huh. Yes. That's the key to making this thing work. And Edison Research is doing it pro bono. So thank you for Edison yep. doing that. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. I uh, kind of spilled the beans a little bit. We did. Um, we hired a company last year named Coleman Insights. Mm, yeah, and I've heard of that before. They yeah. uh, did a in-depth study for us. Um, it was part of our process to to look at user personas and um, yeah, just get an, an idea. And uh, these types of uh, studies are not inexpensive at all. Uh, they're, you know, and I tell you what, if you're a company and you're trying to figure out, you know, oftentimes just like podcasts, you think you know your audience. You think you know, but you don't always really know. Right, you, you may you get, actually research you, it. You right. may have some stuff that is right but some stuff that may be wrong and some stuff that may come through like a blaring horn to say, whoa, look at this. Mm -hmm. So I won't go into the details, but I read that report about once every two weeks to make sure I'm in line with everything that we're doing at at the company. And Mm -hmm. um, I think if you guys get back the type of information from the membership through this information as some research is doing, then I think that it'll really, I mean, it'll really help because it's one of those things where sometimes uh, the brutal truth can be the best thing possible. You know, it can, because if you've got people that are resistant, let's just use that word, to certain things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was, and I, you know, there was a few things that I was trying to do that I had some resistance on. But when we got this study back, they're like, mm-hmm. see, it's not just Todd saying it, <laughs> right. you know, and it really allowed that outside look to kind of come in and give you uh, a perspective that um, you really can't achieve by doing it yourself. Um, you know, the, the, what we did, we actually, they, it was, it was completely blind um, interviews with podcasters that were customers and not customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and really it was, was insightful. So, you know, I probably shouldn't give the secret away, but if anybody's looking again for insights into what's going on within their company, uh, Coleman does a great job and I highly recommend them, but uh, get your checkbook out. It'll be. Just... <laughs> <laughs> so that was a survey of your, uh, 
of your customers, right? Of well, your podcasters, right? What we did was we said, um, here's a list. How many ever thousands long of our customers? Mm -hmm. And here's a list of people that are not customers, but may know about us because they use PowerPress or use something else. And then we said, got it, go. And that's what they did. And, uh, no cherry picking, nothing. Mm -hmm. They, it was, and then they reached out and they did interviews. It was, it was actually not a survey. It was actual in-person oh. uh, interviews where the people that are actually participating get paid to. Uh, to pay, participate. You to participate. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. I've uh, done those before. I've done, uh, you know, like eye tracking studies and things like that to, for software. Right. I used to go in and, and, and get paid to do that for Microsoft. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know, so it use was a software tool and, and kind of what's the experience of it and what's the process, yeah, you know, be, the workflow and things like that. Right? Because if you're trying to understand, you know, cause I had a certain mindset on here mm -hmm. was who, here was the three buckets. Actually, I had eight buckets. Of who your your primary target Right, who our customers was. were. I had eight right. buckets of customers, and that eight buckets came down to five. Two, three of the buckets we just threw out. They were like, that's, that is not a customer. That, that is wrong. That right. is not our customer. Right. And, and then there was a few where they got higher, higher in the pile of mm -hmm. a higher percentage, like, whoa. You know, there's more here than we thought there were. And, um, it was pretty extensive and it was, they did a, they did a fantastic job. So if anybody wants to, wants a contact over there, just send me an email and I'll, I'll send Jay's email address over. I mean, I think that th th there is a correlation, um, with this concept that you're talking about in podcasts, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's always helpful for shows to have a better understanding of who their audience is and, and, um, what aspects of the show does that audience like or dislike? Uh, I think it would be helpful even for this show to kind of have a better idea of who's listening to this and why are they oh. listening? Oh, well, you know, we, we can do that. Right? We can. And, and guess what? <laughs> we have a survey all ready to go if they wow. want to use it. Yeah. All right. It's available right now. <laughs> go for it, Todd. I'll I'll be happy to share it. <laughs> yeah, we'll put the, we'll put the I'll put the link in the and it just and so Tom's gonna cringe. It's a basic and let me go find it so that I can talk intelligently here. Well, we definitely want that, Todd. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> make sure I'm not signed in. Gotta go. Uh, okay, this one here. Too many sign-ins and passwords and all that stuff. And I got to change show to this show. And, yep, there we go. And then let me go to this. And then let me go to audience. And let me just tell you. I'll tell you what's on the survey. And uh, Tommy, Tom, if you want to try this out, you can do it yourself. If you're listening, so you're, gonna you're still pull watching. Are you going to pull it up on the screen? Uh, yeah, I can. I can. Okay. I'll pull it up. So let me copy it here. And Sorry, I can't see it, but that's okay. Okay, so I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll bring it up on the screen here. Let me. It's probably good if you describe it anyway, Todd, because we uh, have audio listeners. All right. So what you're seeing here is the, and just full disclaimer, this is what we provide any Blueberry uh, customer, anyone that's claimed to show. Anyone mm -hmm. can use this. It's not. 
don't have to be a paying customer to use this. Just have to be using our stats. Um, and it can be free stats. So just, so basically the first question is how old are you? And it's under 18, 18, 25, 26, 35, 36, 45, 46, 55, 55, 65, and over 65. The second question is how you identify male, female, non-binary, other. And once you mm -hmm. answer that, so I'm going to go ahead and, and answer how I identify. There we go. Hit continue. What is the highest level of education you've completed? Less than high school, bachelor's degree, high school, master's degree, associate's degree, other. So I'm going to put bachelor's degree. Which best describes your current employment status? So I am full time. So I'm skewing our results because I'm filling out our survey here. So do you have children living in your household? No. Do you own? Yes. I'm not going to say how much I make over the show. So I'm going to go ahead and skip the revenue part. How many podcast episodes do you listen? I'm, I'm an outlier. I listen to 10 or more. Mm -hmm. How many podcasts, not episodes, do you listen to? And then what topics do I enjoy? Well, I enjoy uh, society and culture. I like tech. I like science. Uh, that's probably about it. But we've got all the categories. Arts, government, kids, news, true crime, business, history, leisure, religion, spirituality, sports and recreation, TV, film, music, health, fitness, and fiction. And I go ahead and hit continue. And said, so what do you enjoy most about this podcast? Well, we already know it's the host. So I'm going to, it's host, content, or guest are the three choices. And then we ask a question. How would you like to see this podcast grow? Shorter episodes, additional guests, video content, audio improvements, longer episodes, social media engagement, merch, more episodes. So you can really choose as many of these as you want. And it's not a one question is, is all. And then you have the ability to um, give the show a shout out. So you're able to put in a comment about the show. We have the ability to do either do this anonymously or if you, put, if you do put your name down, you can show allow the show to share your comments. So you can click the allow. So I put my name in here. Maybe I will. Test, test. Let's go. How down. many? Yes. Yeah, so how many total questions does the survey? Uh, have? I think there's ten or so. Uh, That's about the max that you would want to have. I yeah, would think. and there is right. a there is a bug. So uh -oh. yeah, uh -oh. yes, uh -oh. I, found, I found a bug. So uh -huh. I will send that over to the team, and then you hit complete, and it it ends up with a. Because I haven't entered my social stuff, that page would have entered had all the social details where you could mm -hmm. actually uh, share about the show. So, and again, it's just a little basic demographic survey. It's nothing like the survey that Tom, you know, Tom came up with uh, 480 questions or something that he could run in a survey. But <laughs> he's he he's, he's got right. a huge bank. Yeah, he's got a huge bank. But um, ultimately, what we're going to do with this data then is that at the end of the month, you'll log into your stats and you'll be able to see this graphically. You'll be able to see those results in a full. That's why I get that. I got a demo up today was the graphic results of people have taken the survey and you're able to set date ranges. So let's say you've had like me, I've had to run in the survey for, for we've had this available for 15 or 16 years. and 
15 years, 14 years, something like that. And um, so there's 14 years worth of survey data in there. Every year I've run a survey on my show. So I can actually set the date range I want to look at. I want to look mm-hmm. at the last 90 days of respondents. It tells you how many you've got. Again, and again, it's not a perfect science. It's just enough to give you a little bit of a taste. Because typically, you know, only your top listeners are going to react to this right. and fill that yeah. out. Yeah, so, I mean, what kind of a reaction do you usually get with a survey like this? How do you socialize it? I mean, how do you, I mean, yeah. how long does it run? Yeah, you that have case. to decide that yourself. I don't normally run mine more than about two weeks. And if I'm doing a okay. weekly show, then I've done about four weeks of promotion on the podcast, had it in the show notes for about four weeks, and then I, I look and see how many responses I've gotten. You know, right, it, and... You know, and if, if you really, and here's where you tie it back to your podcast stats. So if you've got a thousand people that have listened to every episode in those four weeks, let's say it's running about a thousand, then you kind of have an idea what your sample rate's going to be because you've shared this with your audience and let's say 50 people fill it out that, and you're doing a thousand, about a thousand listens per episode and 50 filled it out, then you, you know, you're probably running a 5% response rate. You know, that's, again, it's not perfect science, but it's just a little rough. You can kind of see if you can get to 10% of your audience responding to the survey, that's like, that's, that's good as gold, mm-hmm. but, and maybe Tom will disagree with me, but you know, you know, if you get 1%, 2%, is that a viable, if, well, I guess if you have a million listeners, is one or two percent statistically is, significant. Is right, the question. Right. right, is it significant? Right, I would say ten percent probably is statistically I, I, significant, and again, but it depends I'm, on the number. Right? Tom's a statistician; I'm not, and they run a little different survey stuff. But ten percent used to be, at least my understanding, would be the the golden right. the golden number. That's the minimum, right? Yeah, yeah, the minimum that you you would hope for. Yeah. So what? So once you get this data, what um, could you use it for? What's the spectrum of uses for this? You can uh, have it in yeah. your media kit. Right. Um, again, and this is just basic demo stuff. This is not asking right. in-depth questions or anything. Um, right. So, yeah, you can use it in a media kit, and that's what I've used it for in the past. It also gives you an idea of probably if you translate that um, – and then also go to Apple Podcasts, uh, Apple Connect, and look at your listener stats too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how long are people listening? Where are they dropping off? And, you know, start doing an analysis of wh- what the activity is around your show mm-hmm. uh, and then map it to who who's listening. And maybe you can get some sort of a clue based on, the topics or the segments that you're doing, um, whether or not you're matching the needs of your audience. Yeah. And really what we designed this one to be is you can literally do this in 30 seconds. Oh yeah. Yeah. We do. We don't want to. And we, we found that once you get past 10 or 12 questions, the drop off rate on number of questions being asked just plummets. And really those that go beyond that are the, right. The super fans. So you shouldn't probably go beyond 10 questions. Well, again, uh, should you? I don't know, you know, and this, this is just what our observation was, you know, it, it, 
Right. You know, so. I mean, if you can get people to fill out more information, I guess. Oh, yeah. If you can get them. To I mean, fill- you just have to make sure that whatever information you're asking for is is worth the ask. I think you have, <laughs> in order to get them to answer more questions, you have to do something. You have to gamify it. There has to be some reward. You have to have a drawing, you yeah. know, and then there's lots of platforms out there where you can run a very long survey and collect the information you need to gamify it so that, you know, that you put someone in for a gift card. Yeah. You know, I, I get these all the time from companies saying, hey, come fill our survey out and we'll put you in a drawing for, for a gift card. And, right. um, you know, and 5 million people are doing it for five, $250 gift cards or something, you know, so. Right. And that might be worth it for you to, to do something like that. Right. So. I mean, if it gives you better intel on your audience and especially if you're a monetized or monetizable show that you're trying to figure out what's going on with it, um, I think it could be really worth it. You know, I think more podcasters, Todd, as you're seeing, they're in investing more resources into their show, either around marketing or around research. And, and I guess, you know, if you're trying to build a business, you know, you kind of have to treat this thing like yeah. a business. But, yeah. you know, for us, I call it the trifecta of data. Um, right. When we were running advertising heavy, it was number one. Um, we had the download data or play mm-hmm. data. We had that. Number mm-hmm. two, we actually asked the podcaster a series of questions about who do you think your show is? You know, who, who do you think your audiences, what are you, mm-hmm. you know, what's your publishing schedule, you know, all these things that we wanted to get out of the podcaster to learn the, the bio of the podcast. Right. So, and it came from the podcasters view, and then we'd have them run the survey and we would match some of that up. And sometimes it would, cause we'd ask them, who do you think your audience is? Do you think it's uh, 25 to 35? Do you think it's mostly ladies, do you think, you know, whatever we asked the podcaster, what do you think? But it's just like that Coleman study that we did, that insight study. I thought I had, you know, this large, these, you know, these eight personas and they went down to five and then the buckets changed on percentage. Cause we, you know, we had percentage of them, 3% of that and 5% of this and 25% of this. Mm-hmm. And we were able to come up with, you know, our customer user personas that we thought, and then Coleman did the study and it was like, oh, you're wrong. <laughs> That's why you did the study, right? Right, right. So you could hone it down. Right. It's, it's more difficult to target a larger number of personas. You know, I went through this when I was working at um, Microsoft. We did it for Xbox. We created personas and, and each of the team members would go through and help that get analyzed. Um, and, and then write like, you know, as part of that, and I'm sure you went through this too, is that, well, what are these individuals, these personas, how do they live their lives? What do they do? Where do they go? What are the kind of platforms that they engage right. with? You know, what is their eating behavior? What is their entertainment behavior? And that helps you kind of map what your marketing strategy might be to right. reach them. Right. And I, I don't remember which template we use. There's a bunch of them out there. Yeah. Um, but well, they're not all called personas. I think, I mean, that's one term that's used. Uh, I think there's a couple other terms that are used to describe the same thing. 
And um, I'll actually, yeah. I'll, let me go dig here and let me go find, I'll, I'll, I'll just cover the categories that we did internally. Right. Um, and this can be done for your podcast too. Yeah. Really any, any business, any kind of entity that's trying to reach um, listeners, customers, however you want to say it, they can be uh, modeled into buckets, right? Right. Of, of a profile of a user that would be attractive to mm -hmm. your, your business or podcast. Okay. I think I found one here. So as an example, a description, their goals and aspirations, their technology level, and again, that was kind of modified to look at pod, you know, what podcasting and specifically pain points that they may have, shopping and buying type of things, and um, what's important to them. So that's kind of what we did, mm -hmm. you know, in 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 looking at, you know, what's what's the goal and aspiration of a brand new podcaster. Well, let's right. create a podcast and become famous, right? That's <laughs> that's the that's a goal for a lot of podcasters. It's certainly one. Yeah, it's one, right. Right, right? One goal, but there could be five, six, or seven for a new podcaster, right? Right, right. and each of those people, each of those individuals, then may not be mm -hmm. the new podcaster. You know. You have to really be careful on creating the right description that goes associated with the persona that you're making because you can get very wide and that's the problem you get into often is you create too many like we did and it really isn't that complicated. It's, you know, four or five right. maybe. And it's hard to do it right at the beginning. I mean, I think you can you can visualize and maybe make some ideas around who your ideal listener is, but I'm not sure that you can really model it until you've actually started creating customers. Right. Um, well, I think in, in, in for a right. podcast, do you need a user persona is, or, or an avatar? Do you need that? Do you need to know, you know, for me, when I first started the show, mm -hmm. I knew 35 to 55 male, male guys, right? That was it. It's pretty simple. Right. That was it, yeah. you know, and techies. And then as the show progressed, then it switched. Now it's 70-30, 70% men, 30% women. It's a, full, it's a more broader range. The personas have, of my show audience have changed over the years. So Todd, I've, I've been hearing here lately, and I think it's interesting because I certainly didn't think this, um, that the advertising business is, um, is actually looking for more tech shows now. Well, wow, the advertising market is looking for tech shows because it's there's so few of them now. Oh, that's interesting. So, I think I heard it, it referenced that it's like a unicorn now as a really successful um, podcast that's a tech show. I guess that's why I've been running the same advertiser since uh, right. 2005. Right. Right. Yes, I'm a <laughs> unicorn. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think that's true, Todd. A podcast unicorn. <laughs> You're a podcast unicorn. Be careful. Right. <laughs> so I'm uh, having too much fun with that one. Yeah, we could have a lot of fun. We could go off yeah. the deep end. Um, that's interesting. 
that they're looking for tech shows. You can only buy tech shows. That's the only thing. I know. Is this a tech show, Todd? Are are we a tech show? Uh, I I think we psychology show. We border the line a little (laughs) bit. You know, if you guys this this start this show used to be the Saturday morning tech show. Tech show, right? That's where we started. (laughs) And then we decided mid show to change the name. We literally bought the domain name and everything right Right while we were live. Right. Matter of fact, I, I went and Googled GoDaddy on the the domain name real quick on GoDaddy because I thought someone that was listening to us would go buy it. I literally bought it yeah. while we were live. So yeah, I think that the truth of it is that I think both of us have <laughs> over the last few years have put more effort into this show than we have in the past, um, primarily because of these live shows that we're 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 doing at events now because yeah. it takes takes planning because <laughs> our normal show doesn't take any planning. No, so. I just, I walk yeah. in here 15 minutes and turn the studio on and just go. Right, <laughs> right. Pull right. up pod news and whatever, you know, but. Yeah. Thanks, James. <laughs> yeah. We kind of have to thank, keep thanking thank, James. Thank, so. He's he's a supplier yeah. of our, you know, of our. <laughs> our fodder. Yeah. Yes. But it's the same yeah. way with my tech show. I have a broad base of sites TechCrunch, gizmodo cnet all those sites i go to for the fodder for the tech show tech meme you know all these places i you know we we load and look for stuff that's hot well and they i i heard today that the tech meme podcast you know i don't know if many people know but there is a a tech news site called tech meme and that's m-e M-E. It's a permanent tab on my browser. I'm, I'm right. Yeah, right. It, I, it, it, I'm there. I'm just brought it up on the site. I live on this page. I mean, I, I refresh it five times a day. And they have a podcast that does extremely well. I've I never mean, knew they had a podcast. It's not you yeah. wouldn't know it by coming to their website. Yeah, but they've <laughs> got hundreds of thousands of downloads that they have off of that podcast for that. And it's that just news. regurgitating the news. It's just isn't tech. It? Yeah, it's just links to articles yeah. that are written by other media sources. Now, here's what's crazy, Rob. How much do you think they charge for advertising on this site? On the, on on TechMeme? Yeah. I have no idea. This this thing is a cash cow. Well, that's that, that's what's going on with their podcast too. They just Todd, they just print that's why money. If you're a tech show, Todd, you know. We could have an ad or two, couldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they are. I think it's twenty thousand dollars a day to be on this site, right? You know, I don't. Be honest with you, I haven't clicked on a sponsor post in years. But you know, I look down through the list every day and see who's Zoho, Softer, Micro Acquire, right? You know, but um, they have a sister site to this too. And yeah. it's called, well, I never, Actually, they, it's called, I mean, they got Media Gazer and Memorandum and we smirch. Right. So, right. which is more of an entertainment news. Yeah. One's, one's platform. entertainment right. and one's political. Right. So Media Gazer is really about, it's just about the media media. And then Memo Random is real political. Ukraine, they've got stuff in here about right. Trump. They, you know, you just you know, it's all this like, you know, news stuff and mostly politics. So, um, yeah, years ago I used to read that that tech meme every day. I oh, mean, it was like it's religious. Now you're doing it because you're doing a tech show, right? And because I get picked up right. in here a lot too. 
Right. So my site gets picked up and is included. And that's what I often look for if we've written about one, because I don't tell my writers what to write about. Right. And oftentimes I'll just look through the site and see if we got picked up as, as a referrer to maybe a main article or something that someone did. And really right. the, the, if you get picked up as the main link off this, this is, that's like a hundred thousand hit day for your website. Yeah, that's big. Cause what I'll do is as an example, and this just tells you how this game is played is on this website. The verge has a top article right now called iPad air review fast with an M one chip and great display, but touch ID is not convenient. Well, they've got down below Mac Stories, iMore, YouTube, Engadget, Ars Tech, TechCrunch, XDA, Developers, The Guardian, CNET, 9to5Mac, Slash Gear, Six Colors, Pocket Lint, Popular Science, Wired, Tom's Guide, CNBC, ZDNet, TechWire, CNN, iPhone Hacks, Apple Insight, all of them. So what, and it's just the list goes on. Well, if you are even carried in that subsection, some people like me go through and click 10 of those to see what mm-hmm. other people have to say about the same topic. Right. Especially if it's something controversial. So, you know, being in their indexes and being picked up by them is really, really important for mm-hmm. a tech site. Yeah, I think that site's been around a long time, but long their podcast time. has been around for probably a good 10 years, maybe. I, it's, been, it's been a long time. I bet you they do very well. From a volume standpoint, they put out probably put out a daily show too, don't they? Well, they're they're a, a part of the Advertise Cast platform. Plus, they host on Lipson, so they're it's a it's a very popular show. Yep. Yeah. So, do they do daily or how often do they put one out? Yeah, it's daily. Yeah, that's work. It is. That's work. And they hear, now, you know what you need to do? You need to go over and lambaste those guys <laughs> because. You, no, you need to go over there. I and don't offer their website, right? It's it's all the way down. Yeah, it's all the way down the page. It's 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 you got to scroll, 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 scroll. All, all they need is a little box. Says, all they need: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, podcast. or RS. And here, where's the Chrome? You know, come on. You know, yeah. oh my God, you guys need to school these folks up a little bit. <laughs> their, their their show could be three times as big. That's what I was going to say. Success in spite of themselves. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, so. maybe they're big enough. They think they don't need it, but, but their site design hasn't changed in years. It's, you mm-hmm. know, this is, this is, this is definitely not 2022 site design. No, it's not, <laughs> but it's a bunch of nerds reading it, you know, tech guys. So it's like and gals. Craigslist, right. You know, <laughs> nothing ever changes. So that's interesting that now tech shows are unicorns. That's hilarious. Yeah, things come full circle, right? And it's kind of interesting because my tech show has started to see an upward tick of growth again. It's been pretty flat for a number of years. So I wonder if it's because... I think we're hitting a new phase of tech. Um, every, kind of what's every, happening. Everybody's going to want to be doing tech shows now, Rob. Yeah. So, Todd, you know, <laughs> we got to focus on this show. We got to grow it big. Grow it big. Okay. Grow well, big. Yeah. There's only so, so big this show's going to grow. Is it? Oh, really? You yeah. There's a cap always, to that? Yeah. I think there is a cap to it. Okay. I, it, it, okay. So Cridlin has 22,000 people signed up for his newsletter. Right. I think that's about the cap for this show. 
22. I think right. 22, 25 would be the cap. Um, I don't know. It's so has the show been steady? Steady, or yeah, steady. Not really growing, steady. just steady. Really yeah. Okay. There's you know peaks here and there, but but yeah, it's been steady. So yeah. Well, hopefully, doing it live on stage will give it us give us another little boost. There's a, quite a few shows that do shows on podcasting. You know, you still have Dave Jackson out there doing his show. He, you know, right. I, I don't know what he does from a. He does a pretty good live audience. I don't know what he does from a download number standpoint. And yeah, I'm going to be co-hosting the Lips and the Feed podcast. Um, I'm going to be recording that with Elsie tomorrow. So, so is it yeah. is the other Rob out on vacation or something? Or? Yes, he is. Oh, he is. Okay, he actually gets yeah. to take a vacation. I know. <laughs> I don't ever take vacations, so it's okay. Um, I yeah. need I need one, but it's it is a. Um, you know, so there's, you know, there's probably 20 or 25 shows that do at least shows mm -hmm. on podcasting. So I don't know. I don't, I don't listen to too many of them. This is the largest one covering the podcasting industry or not. I, there could be a, another couple of shows that are bigger than ours, but. Yeah, I would yeah. think we'd be close to being the biggest, but I don't know. I, I don't, you know, here's the thing. I only go look at the stats when you ask me to go look at the stats. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I don't get wrapped around the axle. It's just like, I don't have time to do, but I'm not hitting refresh. Oh, we got five more. We got 10. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. If you compare this show to your geek news central podcast that you do, it's, 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 this show is dramatically smaller than it's that. Dramatically one, right? smaller. Yeah. Right. So, so, so yeah. we got to work harder. Todd. Yes, indeed. We need to have uh, more famous guests. We need to have someone from Spotify oh, and iHeart. Is oh, that how you have uh, to grow? All those, all those top, you know, top the the number one podcast. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that raises a very good question, Todd. Is it is guests the path to to growth? I don't know that it is. I don't think so. I think they people mostly come. We know that already. People come to hear us riff. Yeah. Well. You know? We're consistent. We're always here, right? Well, we try to so, be. We try. To, yeah, <laughs> we don't always make it, but yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's that's why people tune into podcasts is because of personality and chemistry. And you know, I can I can pretty much answer you know any question that that you want to answer for you mm -hmm. um, because because we've been doing this show long enough. And it's kind of scary because right. often I've just said, "Did you guys?" Did you tell uh, Rob over at Libsyn what we were doing? I'm like, no, because you guys will announce something, and one of my team members will say, you know, beep, and it, 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 it's, and I'm sure it's the same over there because you and right. I are, you know, we're on the same wavelength. So, yeah, but I don't think uh, very many people in our companies listen to this show. Though. Oh no. I, I, in order to get people to my company to listen to this show, I have to tell them you need to go listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't listen. They it's always in your backyard <laughs> that you have the struggle with getting support, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of funny. You know, they're all focused on doing other things. Well, right. No, they live this. Right, so they don't need to listen. They don't right? need to listen to it because they know right. what comes out of my mouth and daily meetings and, you know, because so it's the same thing. Yeah, because you're 
podcasting to them all day long, right. so they don't want to hear anymore. Right, they don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's the absolute truth. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's just it's an interesting time too. I I I'm I'm excited to see. Well, I've had been I've gotten I'm sure you've gotten a number of queries for meetings. And getting on people's calendars and people we haven't been able to talk to for a couple of years. And so, you know, and and people are looking to do deals and I'm like, that's only going to be ramping up between now and, and and it's like, it's like one company I, I, I said, sure, here's my calendar link. Go ahead and, you know, find a time that's conducive to both of us. And I'm thinking, why didn't they, why, where have they been in the past year? Why haven't they been talking to me? You know, why all of a sudden now that, you know, it's like, why do you want to talk in person? We could have talked in person over Zoom 12 months ago. But that's not in person. It's true. (laughs) But deals have been done and signed and sealed while all this stuff was going on. And they said, well, I said, I don't need your service. I've already got a partner. Right. You know. If you put it off, right. Right. Where were you? So. Some people like to do things in person. Yeah, I, I think understand that's, that. Yeah. That's one of the things that we've um, sacrificed over the last two years is um, people getting to know each other a little bit more. So do you think yeah. uh, the, um, how should we say it, the money people, the venture capitalists and stuff will be at Evolutions? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I don't know. Also, late, low, late stage investors, all those folks that are looking for, you know, podcast companies and services and looks to me like there's going to be a lot of people there looking for content. Yeah. Well, content's the game now. I mean, that's, that's what everybody's looking for. And everybody's looking for monetization. Everybody's looking for marketing. Everybody's looking for ways to grow their show. I mean, that's, that's the big thing. And, and just the last couple of days, uh, Apple, I guess released some new functionality in their um, podcast app, more f- filtering around episodes and seasons. I don't know if you saw this, Todd. Came out fifteen point four. Yeah, I didn't look at it. I updated and I keep hitting play, so it's like I don't go into the. I just have my it's, followed or subscribed, and it's a minor upgrade, yeah. I think. So, but it's interesting. They they're focusing on people that have you know series, really. Uh, and seasons and things like that to offer some greater depth of functionality in that area, since that that is a revenue generating kind of area. Mm-hmm. But also to classify your episodes, ones that you've listened to, ones that are unplayed, downloaded, saved, all that stuff. It's just going to be more visible, I guess. Well, I think that uh, what we will potentially see at podcast movement is some announcements everybody kind of waits to make announcements right so hopefully we'll have some cannon fodder from uh, announcements coming out of the show Mm -hmm. Uh, oh i did receive an email from one of our podcasters that said i've been approached by x and they said my show can earn fifteen hundred dollars an episode and i basically went and looked at their stats and I said, maybe 1500 a month before revenue share. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, 
and and I give him the math. So, so why why is this podcaster telling you this? Because he's wanting to know if this is the real deal. Should oh, I trust oh, what I? He's oh, asking me, should I trust oh, okay. what I'm being told? Ah, uh, got it. And I said, whenever someone comes to you offering that that kind of money, I said you need to get that in writing. You need to get that, uh, you know, so many episodes guaranteed because they want him to move his show to a different platform. Oh, it's about moving the show to a moving the show monetized platform. Okay. Right. And I was kind of surprised who it came from. So you and I can talk about that offline. I won't out them here, but it was, I just said, okay, here's your number of downloads a month divided by 1000. Because I know they're not going to go over there and do custom deals, right? And if they if they are, and if they can get fifteen hundred, I told him I said you get fifteen hundred dollars an episode. They put that in writing. Cash the check. Yeah, and, and <laughs> see you later. Have a great and, and go. You know, rock and roll. Right. You know, um, cash get get cash those checks quickly. So. Um, that company they won't bounce, so I'm not worried about the cat. I just say just get something, you know, protect yourself. Right. And um, but here's my math, and I can't do that. You know, I might be able to deliver, like I said, fifteen hundred a month before revenue share, right? Um, to a hundred percent of your in. And I told him, I said, he said, well, I'm doing this much episode and downloads a month, and I'm like, okay, just remember, most of these advertisers are only advertising in the new episodes. So what are your new episodes doing for the month? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. don't, don't give them what your total show's doing a month. You need to give them the number of how much your new episodes are doing in a month mm -hmm. because they're not, they're not monetizing the back channel on most of these shows or the back catalog. Yeah. Unless you're on a completely automated system. Which programmatic is pushing us into mm -hmm. that direction, right? More and more. Yep. So I was. So I thought it was. Go oh, ahead. go go ahead. Tom. I, I excited for him. I hope it works out. Yeah. But I, you know, I I tried to give a, and I didn't want to rain on his parade. I just hopefully he's does well, and I, you know, I, I love to see podcasters succeed. Right. Well, and, make and get a paid. Little, make a little green for their efforts. That's right. right. That's always good. I thought it was entertaining the um, lead story in pod news today. Uh, indie podcasters take indie podcaster takes show to TV. Did you see this? Oh, I know uh, this gentleman very well. I, I meet with him. I've met with him multiple times. I know this. Into, I, this is an incredible, incredible story. I'm surprised it took this long for him to be picked up on. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Robert Riggs. Yeah. I guess he's considered to be the first independent podcaster to turn a podcast into a TV show. I don't know that that's really entirely true. I thought uh, he is a hundred percent indie. Yeah, but I thought uh, as it um, lore was the first one to do that. I don't know if they had um, a team, Mr. Or... Aaron Aaron Manicky. If you guys, yeah. first of all, you guys just got to go listen to this show. This guy has a voice that is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've, I'm not trying to take anything away. Sure. With sure. sure. What, what, what Robert's doing. I'm just not sure he's the first independent podcaster to be converted into a TV he show. He did ask, he did do a question mark. Is Robert Riggs the first independent podcaster to turn a podcast into a T a, a TV show question mark. Yeah. Fox nation will debut 
a new docuseries, Freed to Kill, on Friday. It's in, and uh, I think Robert's actually going to be on, potentially on Fox and Friends on Friday. So he's actually oh. going to get a national television appearance. That's great. Um, it's fronted by the host. At, and the only reason I know this is Robert. And Robert, I apologize if I get the time and stuff wrong. But um, So that would be Friday morning sometime. But uh, it's fronted by the host of the True Crime Reporter. And uh, again, the program will focus on serial killer Kenneth McDuff, a death row inmate, freed on parole under a cloud of corruption. So, um, true crime, true crime. <laughs> that's right. And uh, this guy's got the chops. And yep. uh, you Good know, this, this is someone yep. that uh, you know. Robert's got a great history. Robert has been been places. He's he's worked with people in the White House, and he's got quite the. So is he a journalist? He is. He, well, is yeah, yeah. I'll just you guys can read his bio. Okay, but he's been around uh, the block. A he's been bit, around right? the block, and uh, is out in Texas, and tight affiliation with the Texas Rangers, and. Mm. Okay. So well, I wish him the most luck with yeah, this. Yeah, me this too. Is, this is this is great news. I'd love to see that. Um, more indies making it making it to the big time like that so so um, but robert's kind of got a thing going on where <laughs> i won't even say it it's just he's a good dude he's got a good podcast and he's smart in how he's doing it so i'll just leave it at that yeah it's fun to see people succeed i love it when a podcaster just does well yeah oh i agree with you and you know, and, and grinding it through on their own. Now, I haven't read this article, but I did see this article that had a very interesting title to it, uh, and it's it was basically an article posted in the Washington Post magazine. I don't know, did you see this, Todd? No. I said the the headline of the article is "Am I leaving Spotify?" That question is oh. dumb. <laughs> You know, this is a little tongue-in-cheek here. Were we being a little, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a little interesting, this, this comment. Am I leaving Potify? That question is dumb, says the writer Damon Young, writing in the Washington Post. He thinks lots of other things are dumb, including the fact that a man best known for hosting a show where people ate rats for money is now influential enough to cause a company to lose $2 billion in market value in a single week. He couldn't be talking about Joe Rogan, could he? I don't know anything about the rat thing. Well, that's what he did with his television show that he had a long time ago. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, basically, I, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the show. It was, it was basically a show that got people to do kind of crazy stuff, right? Right. Um, and that's how he built his reputation. Yeah. So yeah, he's talking about Joe Rogan. So yeah. was he bashing? On, I didn't read the article. Was he bashing on him or? Um. Well, I think. I think the premise of it is is that he kind of thinks that a guy like Joe Rogan um, has the influence to uh, cause a company like Spotify to lose two billion in market valuation based on his um, his podcast. So um, I think that's that's what the premise is behind it is the influence that a guy like this has on a public company. So, or is he jealous? 
Oh, well, I can't really separate that from it. Um, so, but I think it is, I mean, I mean, you think about, you know, other hosts that are affiliated with Spotify too, and more and more as podcasters become, you know, it's the same kind of influence that, um, you know, Howard Stern had right on XM or Sirius early in his venture with, uh, Sirius XM, right. It's the same kind of scenario. But we all have micro influence. People listen to the show. We influence right. them over time. Yeah. My tech show, I've definitely influenced people over time. Um, it's just not at a mega scale. Right. It's not and at Joe a Joe is Rogan definitely scale. A mega scale. Yeah. Right. He's at a he's at a whole different stratosphere, right? And that's yeah. powerful because Yeah. It's powerful. I'll leave it at that. For Joe. It's good to be king. Yeah, right. It's there's, true. There's more to this article that I don't really want to cover on this show. I know. But yeah. But yeah, he gets into areas of race and content and stuff, and I don't really want to do that. But so anyway. Um, it's, it's I, I think we're at a, and I think every podcaster needs to realize that, you know, it's like when my mom and I did the show after my dad died. And I don't know if we've talked about this ever. Maybe we've talked about this show before. Yeah, I think have, but yeah. all we really wanted to do was help one person. That was the goal. Just one. That's all right. we really wanted to do was to influence or help someone. Just one. That's all. And that was, and I'm sure, we, I know over the years we've, even you know, recently we've got an email that basically someone said, oh, thanks for listening to that series. And that series was done 15, 14 years ago. Right. So, if you know, if the influence was just one, you know, we still accomplished the goal. So I think as a podcasters have to understand that maybe you're not going to have a Joe Rogan, but I think smaller shows can be even more, even more critical uh, to, I, I, I really do. Now, as an example, let me go find it. Um, let's see if I can find it here quickly. So we had a gal, I don't know if I even talked about it, but her name is Dr. D Denise McDermott. She was our podcaster of the month at Blueberry. And she, um, it's an incredible show. Incredible. Mm -hmm mental health, but she does other types of series as well. And um, just an absolute rocket, I mean, superstar, in my opinion, in what, in the field, in the, in the content she's doing. And she's doing very well as a podcast, but at the same point, she's just one show mm -hmm. and influencing a a sphere of influence is continuing to get bigger. And I think that's what happens with podcasters too. If you put good content out, you're relating with people. It just has this natural ability for the show to grow. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, I think people often will get hung up around. I've only got a 500 people that listen to my show. Well, you and I, you and I, when we get 500 people that listen to the new media show live, that's like, wow, 
Yeah. All right. That's that's a yeah. that's a wow moment. You know, that's a lot of that's people. That's a win. It's a, that's win. a win for us. Right. right. That's a lot of people to yeah. influence and, you know, provide insights and right. so Todd, did you see this quote from uh, Sean Sullivan, who's the EVP and CFO of Sirius XM? What did I he guess say? He was talking. I said, this is also from Pod News. Thank you, James. Um, he, there's a quote here. Is, he, he writes, uh, or, or he said, I guess, at a talk that he did, uh, I guess, I think we want to be, now he's talking about Sirius XM. He, 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 he said, I think we want to be number one destination so to speak, for podcasts, for creators in the podcast space. And and I think we occupy that today and expect to maintain that position. So he, you know, is Sean having a uh, iHeartRadio moment here? Um, hmm. Or is it true that he, that SiriusXM o- occupies the number one destination not a chance for for podcasting not a chance yeah not a chance he's 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 not a chance for maybe for their podcast they're the number one destination right but he's saying for creators in the podcasting no space. way not right. a, not a chance I guess it's you, you got you, you got to break projection with, of goals. I you you got to break one percent of global listening before you come on. Well, I think where he's pulling this concept from is that um, I think the the Edison Research had that has that tracking ranking chart, mm-hmm. and Tom, you, you can confirm this too. But um, I think it ranks SiriusXM as number one on that mm. ranking chart. So I think he's taking that and conjecturing that that makes him, that makes that platform the biggest in the world. Yeah. Well, it's not the biggest. Sorry. Spotify has yeah. got him beat 25 times over. So, and they're not, well, the biggest. And, and that's not even counting Apple. Right. Right. So, right. Right. So, but I guess it depends on what you consider to be a destination. I would, yeah, I guess that's part of the question too. Yeah. But Rob, we're we're at the bottom. I've got a hard stop here. So yeah, I wanted to say congratulations to John uh, uh, Rosso for oh, yeah. being promoted to being president and CEO of uh, Triton Digital. Yep, congratulations. Yep, yeah, outstanding. So everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. I'm Todd at Blueberry.com at Geek yep. News. Don't forget about our live show next Saturday at 12 to 1 Pacific. Pacific. So we'll have the live stream up uh, for you. You'll be able to, it's not going to be on the podcast movement evolution stream. It is going to switch to our live stream. So just so you know that, uh, I'll have it pinned on newmediashow.com and at newmediashow.com forward slash live. We should be on Facebook and everything else. I'll probably be balancing a laptop while we're doing the show. But, um, yeah, tune in if you have time on Saturday. It'll be uh, 3 to 4 Eastern. On the East Coast, right? Yeah. Yep. Rob? So if you're, yeah, well, thank you. And uh, I can be reached uh, via email if you want to reach out to me, uh, Rob G at Lipson.com. And I can be found on Twitter, too, at uh, 
at the same name, Rob Greenlee, uh, on Facebook and LinkedIn. And feel free to reach out to me if you have a question or anything you, you wanted to get a hold of me about. So happy to do so. So everyone have a great week. We'll see you at Podcast Move Evolutions if you're coming. If not, yeah. uh, they have virtual tickets available if you can still buy. So definitely do that. Yeah, and both of us have booths at yep. Evolution, so swing on by. Say hello and pick yep. up some swag and see what we've been up to. We'll give you the grand tour of uh, everything going on. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next All time. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.